0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome in to The Scoop, the number one UNC football recruiting podcast in the world and part of the Inside Carolina Podcast Network. We are so glad you are joining us. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTshirt.com, the best and most local place for all your UNC apparel and gear. I'm your host, Ross Martin. As always, I'm joined by Don. Donny Callahan, who is on the road.
2: What's up, Don? Not too much. Just uh, spend some time in the Queen City. What's up with Ross? Just got back from a week at the
1: beach, and we're going to get to our travels at the end of the podcast, so stay. All right.
2: Um, stay yeah, lots of that. travels for us, because we haven't been on in like a month.
1: Yeah, we just figured out that we haven't recorded since June. So we record a single episode in July, yeah. I think. So- I mean, we may be wrong. A lot
2: lot has happened since
1: then. Yes, we have a lot to talk about. We'll get into it here shortly. First, I want to remind our listeners to rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, other places. Um, Give us a rating, a five-star rating. Give us a quick review, and then hit that subscribe button so you get all the different podcasts into your feed. Season's ramping up here. We're going to have tons of content from training camp, tons of previews for games, and of course, all the weekly content um, and podcasts that we bring to you. And also, some of, us, uh, some of y'all might be watching us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us, Inside Carolina YouTube page. All right, Don, you ready to get into it? I am ready. Okay, so here's the layout. We have tons of things to talk about, like always. I think we missed <laughs> – I think <laughs> six commitments have happened since we last recorded. So those commitments are quarterback Connor Harrell, um, is it Justin Canuck? Yeah, Justin Can- Canuck. Canuck. Yep. Um, the offensive tackle, defensive end, edge rusher, Bryson Jennings, running back, Amarion Hampton, linebacker, Sebastian Cheeks, and of course on, what was it Sunday night? Yeah, like Sunday late night. on late on Sunday night, 2023 quarterback Tad Hudson committed. We're gonna talk about all those, um, you know, briefly on some and more in depth on others. We're getting to the Dalen Everett and Clemson <laughs> drama. And what went down with that commitment, he committed to the Tigers um, after, you know, showing some interest in UNC. And then we're going to kind of close the football discussions with updates on Benji Gosnell, Zach Rice, Travis Shaw, Jake Pope, Andre Green, and George Petaway, all major, major UNC targets for the 2022 class. Um, You know, some of the the, kind of the last remaining targets for UNC's class as they uh, try to wrap up. 2022 and look ahead to 2023. Sound good, Don? Yep. I am excited. Have
2: phone muted and everything. Okay. Where are you right now? What's going on? I am in um, a hotel in, I am right. I'm in university area of, of uh, Charlotte, uh, right down the road from uh, formerly Vance High School, now Chambers High School. I got to go there this, this afternoon was at uh, Hickory Ridge High School's practice this morning. Went to your old stomping grounds, Grimsley High School. Yesterday morning was at, Chad Hudson's practice on Monday. I got a bunch more practices, um, at least two each day for the next, um, for the rest of this week. And I think, yes, I think tomorrow I actually have three practices. So i um, just kind of driving around the, the greater Charlotte area for this entire week. Nice. Uh, do you think your wife will miss you? Of course she will <laughs> ever. You know, my kids are going to miss me. This is like uh, their vacation. <laughs> yes, they were excited when I left. That's right.
1: Um, okay. Sorry. Looking at some um, text there. Okay. So let's get into it here, Don commitment. So we've, I mean, Connor Hale feels like a lifetime ago, but yeah. he committed to UNC. He's a quarterback commit for the Tar Heels in this class. Let me go through his bio Real quick, an Alabama prospect, 6'1", 189. And that, we kind of predicted that. I mean, anything else really to share other than how kind of, we saw it coming? He liked UNC. He visited on
2: his own dime a couple times and then committed. Just one time, and then he came back like less than a week later yep. for an official visit. Yeah, I mean, the writing was on the wall right towards the end, just where, you know, the other schools he was considering were offering other, other quarterbacks or received commitments from quarterbacks. It seemed pretty obvious where that was headed. And, I mean, he basically committed during that first visit to North Carolina, and he kind of made it official um, silently during the official visit. And okay. then he announced it publicly on the 4th of July. Just wanted to do it something unique, do it on the 4th of July with his family at, at a family party.
1: Which other former UNC player committed on July 4th at a family party?
2: Ooh, good question. Um, I can't remember. This is bad
1: radio. Michael Carter.
2: That's right. And he yeah. was very similar. Well, Michael Carter committed in front of all the media at the uh, Fedora's Freak Show mm-hmm. and then freak freak. Asked, and then asked everybody not to release it because he wanted to celebrate in front of his family.
1: There you go. Michael Carr killing it with the Jets. All right, Connor Hale. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's a little bit kind of more news now because you have you have Sam Howe, you have Jaco- Jacoby Criswell, you have Drake May on campus and Jefferson Boas on campus. Now you have Connor Hale who will arrive, I would assume, next January, and then Tad Hudson who committed on Sunday. So you have the kind of the whole lineup of the quarterbacks yeah. for the next almost four or five, six years. Any thoughts on that and kind of where Harrell fits in?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's going to have, obviously, you know, the odds are kind of against him a little bit. If you're just kind of laying this out, looking at rankings, and then not only just looking at rankings, you know, if you have two guys that are exactly equal, one's an in-state guy, the other's an out state guy, you go with the in-state guy. Typically, most programs will take that approach. And so he's going to be in between two in-state guys and Drake May and um, Tad Hudson. Um, So that's going to be interesting situation to see how it plays out the next couple of seasons. The other thing is Phil Longo can start on the 2024 quarterback class right now, um, which obviously gives him a a little bit of a a head start there to do that sort of research. Um, So for the next, uh, I guess, year or so, he's not going to be doing a whole lot.
1: Good stuff. All right, Connor Harrell commits to UNC. He's the quarterback for the 2022 class. All right, Justin Canuck.
2: Yes. That now he
1: becomes UNC's second offensive line commitment behind... Travion Green. Travion Green. Um, and he was a guy who didn't have many offers coming in. The staff must have disliked him, offered him, offered him before a lot of Power 5 schools have. Um, and I think we talked about him briefly maybe before he committed... Anything of note there to share with our loyal and valued listeners?
2: The main thing is, is that he came to an individual workout and worked out for Stacy Cheryl. So, so Cheryl knows exactly the type of prospect that Canuck is, and you know, felt wanted to offer him. Um, he was willing to take his recruitment into the season, but uh, UNC said, "Let's bring you in for an official visit." and and try to get this done sooner he took that official visit the same weekend as connor harrell did and he committed before leaving campus um it, it that was like a true sort of you know on his way out or not his way out you know had that meeting with mac brown before leaving and committed there and then put it on um on twitter on his way home what do you think
1: about his game like why did the staff like him so much what have you seen from his tape
2: I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a whole lot. I I, I have watched it right after North Carolina offered him. Um, I I think, you know, I I definitely want to dive deeper into him. He's Mm. he's definitely a big kid. He moves really well. Um, But I do want to kind of dissect him a little bit more. Okay. There you have
1: Justin Canuck, 6'5", 290 from Bethlehem, PA. So you, this, uh, as we expected, this recruiting class is not, Super, super deep on um, North Carolina players. There certainly are some, but you have an Alabama guy. You have a Pennsylvania guy. We're going to talk about an Illinois player as well. And, of course, tons of Virginia prospects as well. So it's not as um, North Carolina heavy. All right, moving right along. We're doing a good job here. Good job, Don. (laughs) All right, Bryson Jennings. He is an edge. This is an edge rusher, which is the new position um, designation that 24-7 Sports has put together, 6'6". 235 great size from Clover Hill High School in Midlothian, Virginia. Now that's the same town I believe as someone else on the on the roster, right, Don? No,
2: um no, you but not currently on the roster, but um God, I'm going blank. My my brain is so fried. Um he was a defensive lineman also. Yeah. Um God, and he was at North Carolina for a real long time. Was it pa- Tyler Powell? Tyler Powell, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I knew I recognized that as town. Same town. Yeah. He went to to, uh uh Cosby though, cross town. But yeah, Yeah. same town. Yeah, middle of you, I'm seeing
1: it now. Um you kind of learn these towns, like you see them, you're like, I know that town. Um, and of course, it's because a UNC player that recruited or committed went there. Okay, always liked Tyler Powell. He was an interesting guy. Um
2: he was an interesting guy. Yeah.
1: Okay, interesting career too. Um he was when he played, he was good. Okay. So Bryce Jennings picked UNC over Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. the home state, and where his dad played. What went into his decision?
2: I think ultimately North Carolina did an excellent job with establishing, establishing strong relationships with Jennings. And it wasn't just – obviously he had a really good relationship with uh, uh, Javon DeWitt, the outside linebackers coach, um, or edge rusher, or whatever you want to call it, coach um and then also jay bateman but then also sally brown got involved Mm. you know she has an architecture background that's what jennings wants to get involved with so they connected they talked a bunch he mentioned a lot of times how you know at first it was kind of cool little unique thing um, but ultimately they end up really kind of clicking and i think that really hit home once he took the official visit and, and he mentioned even, and you can understand this, it was, it was difficult for him not to choose Virginia Tech, given his ties to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, ultimately, you know, the, those relationships kind of won out.
1: And style UNC has Rice and Jennings committed, Bo Atkinson committed, and Malachi Hamrick committed, all yeah. designated as kind of the outside edge rushers. Similar positions. Um, Malachi Hamrick, certainly a, a little bit smaller, maybe a little bit more of that um, can cover a little more, play a little bit more of a versatile role, but Atkinson and Jennings seem like they're going to be, you know, hand in the dirt kind of edge guys like a Taman Fox. Yeah.
2: Both of those guys. Yeah. Could, could easily grow into four techniques. I mean, Jennings in person, just seeing him is an impressive looking kid. I mean, he looks like a college kid. Just he's, he, he's every bit of, what is he listed? Six, 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 two 35, thirty five two thirty I mean, he's, he's probably heavier than that, but he's every bit of six, six and he's thick you know, mm. and long and, um, you know, and moves really, really well. I mean, he looks like a college defensive end.
1: Okay. So we're taking three, and I know we're going to talk about this later, but Benji Gosnell, there's an idea
2: that he could play defense as well? Yeah. I, I think we should just save that for when save we that. get to him. Okay. Just, that's just a, a huge rabbit hole that we'll fall into.
1: Okay. That's a little teaser, boys and girls. <laughs> Was it boys and teaser? girls and actually any gender.
2: That's right. That's yeah, we don't right. want to
1: include. We there's not just not just boys. And yeah, girls we get caught
2: lots of weird things on Twitter.
1: Yeah, that's okay. what we don't we need to be. Stop talking right now. Yeah, when we talk, the, the bigger hole we get into. That's okay, right. okay. Um, of rabbit holes. Okay, Xing out. Bryson Jennings. It was a big get. I mean, a high a high three star uh, beat out rival Virginia Tech. Yeah, and I mean, the, I read. I was reading the. Um, I don't often do this, but I went on the Virginia Tech board. I mean, there's a couple of fan bases I don't like, um, and usually it's because of my past on on Twitter and covering the team. And I remember the Virginia Tech posters would always talk a lot of shit about me, so I always I always have a distaste. What would them. they say? I mean, back when I was covering recruiting and stuff, they it just it's just like state players talk, state fans talk shit about you, probably.
2: Oh yeah, state state like
1: probably how UNC yeah. fans talk crap about um, Michael Clark Clark, who yeah, like, yeah who well, um, I think is a good guy.
2: Yeah, I think Mike's a good guy too, obviously. People know that from the message board. But um, state's the only fan base. I don't I really don't read all that my mentions or whatever just because of all that sort of stuff. But state fans though are the ones that they do it so frequently that I definitely have noticed it. I mean they, the weird thing is is they'll bring up like the one time some guy brought up like an intro article I did on a kid who eventually committed to state and like was trying to, I guess, throw it in my face. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish, but they do do some weird stuff. But yeah, I, I've never had any sort of backlash that I'm, I'm aware of from Virginia Tech. It's always been NC State.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would rank my my fan base hatreds. And actually, this is going to surprise people. I don't like Wake Forest fans. Really? They went I didn't after even me. know they existed. Exactly. But the whole fan base, every all, <laughs> all 30, of them. Them, all 30 <laughs> of them on Twitter went after me last year. Um, That's funny. Threatened my family, my career,
2: my life, my job. That's a real nasty The things. other thing. So the other thing about NC State is that for a while I lived in Cary, which is very close to campus. So there was a lot of um, NC State fans in my neighborhood. And I would go. And that was during that was a five year stretch where State won all five years in a row. Mm-hmm. And I'd go out to my car and like, you know, they would yell stuff at me. And I'm like, you know, I'm just a reporter for, you know, I mean, like I whatever.
1: They'd yell stuff at you.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know, from across the street. Like, I have so many stuff.
1: state, I have so many state fans, friends, I mean, I'm on a group chat with state fans, um, so I know the whole situation. I'm sure they don't like me, but I think I would get along fine with state fans in general. I used to live in Raleigh. Um, and then, Virginia Tech, so it's like Wake, NC State, and then... Um,
2: well, most, so my, my wife is Christ. from that area of Virginia. Yeah. So, there's a whole lot of Virginia Tech fans in her in her family, and I mean, I, I don't, you know you're not a carolina fan though very true yeah okay let's move on i
1: know people hate when we get off topic some hate some love love hate donna be to be love born to be hated all right um bryson jennings good stuff okay big one omarion hampton committed to unc let me get the date right um on july 22nd it was the last day of ACC Media Day. I was down in Charlotte for ACC Media Day. It was the
2: second last day of my vacation.
1: Okay, um, and you've got <laughs> uh, you've got someone that's writing all the articles for you now. So, yeah, it, it's little, you know, Inside Carolina
2: is expanding, so you know, rolling in the bucks, they can hire more people.
1: Yeah, help me out. There you go. All right, six foot, six foot, two fifteen from Cleveland High School in Clayton, North Carolina. That's Johnson County, right?
2: Yes, that home is of, home of Tom, Tommy Ashley. There you go. World world famous. There you go. Uh, I was driving through there twice this uh,
1: back from the beach. Uh, number one forty three in the nation. Number 12 running back. Well, if you, in-
2: you get a ticket
1: there, you know who you call Tommy Ashley. Who are you going <laughs> to yeah. call? Uh, and number four, North Carolina. So this is a high rank kid. I mean, talking about the number 12 running back in the nation, um, tons of offers. I mean, an elite, I would call consider him kind of an elite prospect. Um, Auburn, Florida, Penn state list goes on. Don, what, what did this come down to? I know he, there was some drama cause he took visits to Penn state and Florida and Auburn. Um, so what's going on? What, what went on with his recruitment?
2: Yeah. I mean, the thing with him was that even though, all uh, let's go back to before June, he set up official visits for every weekend ex, um, every weekend in June to four different schools, and North Carolina was not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, that seemed like it was going to be a big problem, but UNC was able to counter that by getting him to unofficially visit a bunch. I think off the top of my head, I think he made like three visits, unofficial visits in June to North Carolina, And then Ohio State, which was viewed as a a pretty pretty good threat, they filled up Mm -hmm. the weekend before his official visit, canceled the official visit with him, which opened up that weekend. And so he officially visited North Carolina that weekend. While that was happening, he was favoring Penn State. Whoa. And, um, you know, there's... (laughs) how much he hey, was favoring speak, penn... speak freely speak freely <laughs> i know it's you just want me, me and too. you here yeah <laughs> um how much he was favoring penn state is um is pretty high uh, oh. to the point where he almost didn't want to take that visit and to the point where even after he took that visit to Penn to north Carolina, official visit to north carolina um you know I, he he needed he needed mom and dad to kind of step in to kind of they were a big influence on this decision you know, mom and dad definitely wanted him to stay closer to home and felt like North Carolina was uh, the best fit for him. And that played a big role in his ultimate selection. Um, and so he actually made his decision right after his official visits had ended. You know, him and his parents met, uh, came together um, and, and they made a decision together. Now that he didn't announce it until later, I never quite understood why that was, because um, I know that North Carolina definitely wanted him to announce it as soon as possible. Why is, um, that? why is that? I don't know. I don't know if it was like a CBS. I thought it was a CBS HQ deal. No, no, no. Why maybe, did
1: North Carolina want him to announce? Because Oh, you wanted,
2: want – I mean, you want – I I know that is like this big thing with the quote-unquote insiders on the boards that the, these these silent commitments and, and all this and coaches like it. That That's not the case. The coaches want it out there. Okay. Because it, it helps recruiting.
1: Yeah, it, um, they want they also, want to be locked in.
2: They don't want to deal yeah. with them anymore. Well, it's like it's like this. It's like if, if you're dating a girl and she's like, mm. well, don't tell anyone that we're dating or <laughs> wait until a month to tell people you're going to be like, what, what, why? Sounds you know like you've mean? had
1: some experience of that. <laughs> hey, Don, <laughs> no. just don't don't tell anybody
2: we're dating. <laughs> yeah. I just I just had Ross. Hey, hey, don't tell anyone we're friends. And <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, right. that broke my heart. <laughs> um, So. Yeah. I mean, they want that out there that obviously gives a positive buzz. It helps them with other recruits, you know, because it's momentum sort of thing, especially in-state guy, a a highly ranked guy, that sort of thing. They want that stuff out as soon as possible. And from my understanding, Mac Brown is one who really hates the whole, like, let me wait to announce. He's cool. If you're like, all right, my mom's birthday is on Thursday. Can I announce then? Mm -hmm. He's fine with that. But, um, there have been some guys in the past who have wanted to really kind of been like, Hey, can I announce it in two weeks when it's my aunt's birthday sort of thing? Or, you know, and he had not been cool with that. So uh, Bryson Jennings, for example, he wanted to wait until the, the, the season because oh, he wanted yeah. to do it at like a, some sort of school event or whatever. And UNC was like, ah, can we get this out a little bit sooner yeah. than that?
1: So are my, is, uh, is it Omarion? Uh, Omarion. Omarion. Okay. Firm, everything, anything to worry about? No, I, I, I think
2: he's firm. He doesn't, okay. he, never, he never dug the whole recruiting process. If you notice, his dad started to kind of handle a lot of the, yep. the media responsibilities towards the end there. And that was just because he, he didn't want to deal with any of that stuff.
1: And he was, I mean, you say verbally committed after his official visit, which was started on June 25th. So he was pretty much verbally committed for over a month before, or for under a month, right under a month before announcing on July 22nd. Um, big running back, big body, um, and would fit nicely with George Petaway, who is more of that scat back, a little bit leaner, a little bit quicker, which we'll talk about here shortly. Okay. Amarion on Hampton in state running back, uh, uh, kind of a must get for UNC and fulfills that that running back need, but there's still an option to, to sign one more, um, moving right along before we go into a break, Sebastian cheeks. We'll talk about Sebastian cheeks, take a break and come back with Tad Hudson. Okay. All right. So, Sasha <laughs> Cheek, 6'3, 210 uh-huh. from Evanston Township, Evanston, Illinois, 130. So, when he committed, he, I think, he, I think he remains the highest ranked commit for UNC in this class. Number 15 linebacker, number four player in Illinois. Don, there's a lot that went into this. Um, I think a lot of it comes from the official visit, mm. and because that was his only time, and he came back to UNC last weekend. Um, but what, what did UNC do and what did Cheeks feel that made him kind of not, I mean, obviously UNC is very far away. I mean, what was the deal here with his uh, recruitment with UNC?
2: Yeah. I mean, even now when I kind of think about it, it, it's, it's shocking that North Carolina has a commitment from a Chicago linebacker. Yeah. But this is another situation that came down to relationships. He, on multiple occasions said that he was so tight with Tommy Thigpen that he considers Tommy Thigpen a second father to him. And I think that hanging out with Tommy during that official visit, I, I guess he was everything that, that Cheeks thought he was going to be because that stuck with him. Because that was the first weekend of June. He went on to take official visits to Michigan, Oregon, Texas, Wisconsin. Um, Notre, Notre Dame was in there a little bit, but they, they kind of filled up. Um, and even throughout all that visit, and then re- he also returned to Michigan the weekend prior to his announcement, I guess is more of like a let's be sure sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And even with all that, he still felt strongly about North Carolina. Um, you know, one, once he made the decision, then he set the plans to, to, to return for the, the cookout, just, you know, like a, I don't know, like a celebration sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, that, it came down to relationships particularly with Tommy thickpen
1: And his game, I mean, is there a comparison you like with him to another UNC linebacker? Is he kind of that classic middle linebacker? What's going on with his game? I haven't
2: watched it. Yeah, so he's, today. yeah, so he is, um, the guy that I think of most when I watch him is Cedric Gray.
1: You know, um, you seen, look at like, him. We haven't seen Gray play yet, though.
2: Yeah, I know. It's not um, a great comparison. Well, there he has played listeners. a bunch of um, um, special, special teams. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of one, especially you know, within the last couple of years that we can kind of place him into North Carolina's uh, defense. But you know, the thing is, he's is, is he's a he's an inside guy, but he's but he's long and very very athletic. Okay. Um, and and so you you kind of look at his measurables, and a lot of people have done this on the message board. But you look at his measurables, and you think, oh, he's an edge rusher guy, and and maybe he ends up doing that because he definitely has some blitzing um capabilities but i think he's more of a between the between the tackles um you know, you know inside linebacker guy from north carolina their system and if you think about it you know um Chaz, you know he did a bunch of blitzing but he wasn't you know an edge rusher in that system he was still an inside guy it, yeah. it'd be that sort of situation
1: okay great uh sebastian cheeks commits to unc in the 2020 class fills the linebacker quota along with.
2: Well, UNC actually filled the quota with with uh, Deuce Caldwell. But, yes, you Deuce know, Caldwell. But they weren't going to turn away a guy like Cheeks. They, they were very high on Cheeks.
1: Yeah, and reading some stuff, I mean, he's a, he's a talented guy. And to go out to a- Illinois to get him is a big deal. Can you name the other player on UNC's roster from Illinois right now?
2: I cannot. Um, oh, player. it's um, um Bohasek, right? Raymond Vohasic, Juco transfer. That's right. That's right. That was a trick question because, you know, he went to Juco. There you go. All right.
1: We'll be back shortly. We're going to dive into Tad Hudson, quarterback commitment, the Daylon Everett drama. Oh, We're going to get into a whole list of 2022 <laughs> uncommitted prospects UNC's targeting. we talk about Don and Ross's summer travels and get into a top five. We got a lot more left on the Scoop podcast presented to you by Inside Carolina and T-shirt.com. Speaking of Johnny T-shirt, that's our sponsor. We want to shout them out. They're running tons of summer sales. Some stuff is 70% off on the website here. You've got shorts. You've got long-sleeve T-shirts. You've got jerseys, navy jerseys, white jerseys, blue jerseys. You've got anything you need for a tailgate, including water bottles, tumblers, koozies, um, tank tops, all you need to get set for the football season. Going through some more jerseys here. Click in the drop down here on the website giant shirt.com. you have the throwback jersey you have kind of these practice basketball jerseys white uh, carolina blue soccer jerseys anything you need go to johnny t-shirt and giant shirt.com. of course i always like the sweatshirts Like, go to the sweatshirt section here don how about it i'm a big crew neck sweatshirt guy so you got navy blue you got classic carolina blue gray Bunch of different varieties, tons of awesome sweatshirts. Head to Giant Johnny T-shirt, JohnnyT-shirt.com. Remember, all Inside Carolina subscribers get 10% off with that discount code found on the premium message boards. So hit that up. Subscribe to Inside Carolina. Get the premium um, premium discount code and get 10% off your order. Great customer service. Very, very local right on Franklin Street. Their, their um, warehouse is down in Hillsboro. So you want to support them. Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. We're going to play some uh, national ads to pay some bills and be right back to dive in more on UNC football recruiting on the Scoop podcast.
0: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you.
3: Get 50% off your first box at the slash podcast. That's the slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
1: And we're back to the Scoop podcast on the Inside Carolina Podcast Network presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and All All right, Tad Hudson, committed to UNC, a 2023 um, quarterback from Huff High School in Cornelius, North Carolina. He's a four-star, 175 in the nation, uh, 14-ranked quarterback, and number three in the state of North Carolina. Don, you gave me a little heads up. You knew it was, you had a little bit of a heads up knowing it was coming on Sunday night, coming after the Carolina cookout. What happened here? Have you got an interview with him yet?
2: yeah yeah so it's not up just because because the whole situation and i was going by his practice on monday night anyway it's like i might as well just wait until monday to interview him so you talked about monday we're recording this on tuesday for those yeah uh, and i have not had a chance to run it because as everyone knows tuesday got the weekly scoop mm -hmm. so i was working on that until one o'clock in the morning so i have not even touched the q a with with uh uh Ted Hudson
1: hey no big deal all right so what's going on what was the reason why now with this um you know pretty high-ranked quarterback that I think a lot of people thought was going to be UNC's quarterback in this class
2: yeah I mean this this seemed like it was inevitable you know especially the the deeper the deeper you dive into this you know his sister is the longtime girlfriend of Drake May um I think they started dating like in middle school and so um His family and Drake's family are super, super, super close. Drake May is not just a quarterback at North Carolina. His entire family are just intertwined with UNC. Uh, If you don't know, then I'm not going to get into it. Um, But um, so, yeah, so it just seemed destined to be at North Carolina. The timing really, if you look, Tad visited a bunch of schools in June. Um, Clemson, Ohio State, Florida State—I mean, oh no, no—I mean a bunch of different schools, and, um, and ultimately that was kind of like just all right. Let's visit these schools. If if I don't find something that that can that's better than North Carolina, this is that that's, I'm going North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he actually said that during a he visited North Carolina earlier in June, and he actually wanted to just cancel the rest of those those visits you know, and commit to North Carolina, this, this is what he, you know, in the Q and a um, he told me, but his dad said, no, let's, let's stick to these visits. Let's do these visits. And once that's done with, and you still feel the same way, then, then we'll, we'll roll with it. And so basically he came out of June and was like, I, I still feel the same way about North Carolina. And they had planned on making a commitment at the Carolina cookout, which is why everything started to kind of leak out a little bit prior to the actual cookout.
1: Oh, so it was going to happen before that? Or, like, well, there was buzz about
2: it? Yeah, there was buzz because uh, he made the decision that he was going to c- commit at the cookout um, prior to arriving. Gotcha. So he was a song commit. And so, obviously, so, well, well, he didn't actually commit until the cookout. But my guess is that they told somebody, and it just kind of got out a little bit. Because it, okay. it definitely was on the message boards okay. from people. Now. Big, big
1: quarterback. I mean, 220 as a junior, 6'3". What is he kind of a pocket guy? What do you like about his game?
2: Yeah, so he's definitely more of a pocket guy. I think the best thing about him is that he has just just natural arm strength, natural ball skills. People are going to point out the fact that he didn't look great at the Showtime camp, didn't have a great sophomore season, Mm -hmm. um, but the tools are definitely there with him. The other thing I really like about him is that he – the mental side of just not, you know, moving on to the next play is not a problem with him. He's very just happy-go-lucky guy. You cannot tell what happened the prior um, play by, by talking to him because he, he just moves, he moves on. So even if he throws a bad pass, um, it just doesn't matter to him. You know I mean? I'm, it matters, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so I like, I really like that side of, of it with him.
1: Now I had some friends concerned about his sophomore season that he wasn't mm-hmm. productive, didn't, didn't wasn't very elite in terms of his production. Um, how would you answer that? That maybe UNC should have waited or, or or what's going on? What do you think about that?
2: So I I think I, I definitely understand the concerns. If you look at it, he completed 55% of his passes, which with, with the talent he has around him should be higher. He also had like something it was like a 16 um, touchdown passes, nine interceptions, which is concerning. I um, when I went to his practice, I talked to his head coach. We'll have that later on this week, next week, sort of thing. Um, and I, I asked that to him also. And also, um, I, I asked um, his quarterback coach, uh, Chris Olson, who is a former four-star quarterback himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both blamed it a lot on COVID. You know, Charlotte in particular. They had a lot more restrictions than the rest of the state. I think they they were they weren't able to start practicing until like I think it was like a week before the season actually started. They had some guys like Evan Pryor and a bunch of other guys who had been with the team for a while that all of a sudden graduated early and left and didn't play at the team. So he was dealing with a lot a lot um, a lot of new targets. It was actually his first season as a starter. He played some his freshman year and actually started a bunch of playoff games because of injury, but he didn't start his freshman year. And on top of that, he had um, Olsen. It was his first year as a play caller. So you have all these new things um, going on with him. and, And I think that all contributed. I did feel like just kind of watching him at the Showtime camp and reviewing the film afterwards that maybe there's something weird going on with, with his release and maybe he can work on that will kind of help a little bit. I didn't notice any issues when I watched him at practice, on um, Monday, um, I don't think it's a huge concern because he he has the tools. I mean, he, he just throws it down the field without much effort.
1: Okay. Good breakdown there. Tad Hudson, UNC's first commitment of the 2023 class. Briefly, Don, what do you think about his name, his first name?
2: <laughs> I have no problem with his first name. Okay. Do, do you have a problem with his <laughs> nah, first it's, name? It's funny. This is great. I put okay. on
1: Twitter that it's a combination of Chad and Todd, which are, like, the two most kind of bro like, American names. <laughs> Chad and Todd, you get Tad. Okay. okay. Tad is, is a cool name.
2: You get great analysis from, yeah. like, we cover yeah. these things, like, no one else is talking about his name in their analysis.
1: Yeah. It's just a, it's a funny name, Tad. Um. All right. So get to know him. I mean, he's gonna be a commit, and he's gonna be a UNC quarterback. And we're gonna be talking a lot about Tad Hudson for
2: the future. Let me throw out one more thing. And I know okay. that you're sick of hearing about. It. Um, I feel like this class, there is not that guy who is helping recruit, like you know that that front and center guy. Um, Harold's definitely trying. He's in he's in Alabama, completely different time zone, so far away. The you know the kids in state and Virginia don't know don't really know him. Tad though. I think can be a guy who in the mm-hmm. 2023 class really recruit. Not only is he an in-state guy, kids know about him. He's a quarterback for the Carolina Stars, which is the top 7 program in the area. So I think that's going to help with the 2023 recruiting. That's something that we haven't really talked about too much. How is the 2023 class in North Carolina? I think it's going to be better than the, than the 2022 class. I mean, so much of this is we, you know, it's we're still dealing with COVID not allowing kids to really kind of emerge. And I I really expect a lot more guys to emerge during this coming season. Okay.
1: Um, Awesome. Okay. We're running right through here, guys. All right. The Daylon Everett, Clemson drama. I remember when it happened, it was on the group chats, people texting me. Uh, He, he, during his commitment video, was it on HQ, CBS HQ? Yes. Yes. Yep. He picked up – I think I was driving back from, like, Maine or something. He picked up the UNC hat, tossed it away, and then grabbed the Clemson hat. I think we knew he was going to commit to Clemson, um, but that was a little disrespectful, and I think it kind of was played out on social media with a lot of people chiming in, um, including his, his parents, including uh, a certain uh, Scoop podcast host uh, or ca- our, our Scoop podcast guest um what what are your thoughts about that i mean i think it was obviously a lot of stuff on the boards too i I didn't read it all but
2: yeah so um i watched it um and i so i saw what happened and i was leaving the next day at three o'clock in the morning for my vacation Mm. so uh, i i didn't catch i mean i saw some of the the, um the stuff on social media and everything my take, and I've talked to a lot of different people, um, including sources in North Carolina. Um, I've, I've texted some text messages with his dad. I feel like he—it was a spur of the moment thing. He, you know, there's only so many ways you can pick up a hat and put it on. You know, we've been seeing these things for what 20 years now, and we definitely have seen the guys pick up one hat, you know, to kind of throw people off and toss it to the side. I don't think that there was anything malicious behind it. I don't think, I think he just was trying to just not be just go straight for the Clemson and put it on. That's my honest opinion from what I know about the whole situation before and after the effect. I don't, I don't think there was anything else to it. I think that once it happened and then, well, one, if he would have done the, if he would have picked North Carolina and done the opposite, UNC fans would have freaking loved it. (laughs) I mean, would they not? Am I, am I wrong? Oh yeah. Disrespecting. And then it's just crazy that there's some of the UNC fans on, on, on Twitter that I saw were calling it classless, mm. you know? Um, so it's just like, it's, it's very hypocritical from that aspect. Um, my, my feeling is that once he did that, once there was backlash and we've being called classless, the, the parents felt the need to kind of be like, you know, defend him. I mean, you're a kid. I mean, I know how that is. I mean, you know, I know you don't have kids that you're aware of, but, um, you know you in that situation I can I could definitely see how I would react and my, my first instinct would be to pr- protect my kids at all costs and, and and you know to infer something happened I mean really the it, it, what it boils down to there's only a few people who truly know what happened um, later on I just I I, I think the at the very least maybe there was some hurt feelings um, with I
1: I'm gonna ask some questions here so
2: well I I don't know. This is okay. me making assumptions. I hurt know
1: for, who's hurt feelings.
2: Everett. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Um, Dre Bly. Okay. And here's why. Is that Dre Bly? You got to remember, this is a guy who's made plenty of money in his life. Okay. He's set. You know, he doesn't have to work. He's he um is coaching because this is what he wants to do, and he wants to do it his album honor. And he doesn't approach this like a business. You know, he he puts his heart and soul into his recruiting, particularly when it comes to guys in his area. And so I think it's been very heartbreaking for him to spend all this time recruiting kids who have grown up playing on fields that have his name Mm. and um, establishing relationships. I mean... Um, I don't know if Everett's dad's one of them, but there are a lot of parents who of recruits that grew up with Dre. And so he's known these families for a very, very long time. So I think he's taken a lot of this stuff. I don't want to, I don't want to say personally, but it's been, it's been harder. Like a lot of other coaches have been able to, when something like this happens, like that's just how it is yeah gray you know this is a guy who who didn't wasn't like a grad assistant didn't get to kind of watch from the sidelines closely and all this sort of stuff so he's just kind of thrown into the fire so he's kind of dealing with this sort of stuff so it wouldn't surprise me if he was a little bit emotional i'm not saying he was i don't know i wasn't there Mm -hmm. um but i still don't think that there was anything from what what i know of and all the people i talked to that happened that north carolina did wrong that caused um this kid to purposely grab the hat and toss it i just think it was just a spur of the moment thing
1: okay we're gonna try to limit the rambling here i'm gonna read some stuff okay our boy coach glover okay responded to everett and said i don't think i would have thrown the hat and then dalen everett said y'all don't know what happened and then glover said no i'm truly happy for you champ i don't know what happened champ but whatever happened never sink always use that moment you could Always use that moment that you could retaliate to rise. It was entertaining for the haters, but something like that can hurt your NIL. It was nationally viewed. He did use a lot of semicolons, which was pretty cool. Um, so what you know what happened? Y'all don't I know don't. what happened.
2: I, I can only assume that on the phone call when Everett finally told him it was gonna be Clemson, that Dre Bly didn't took didn't take Got it, it. You know.
1: Okay, and I think I think the data is at some point chimed in too. I don't. It's yeah, a, a yeah, bunch yeah, of tweets yeah. and stuff, but y'all can go look at it. There's tons of stuff on the boards about it. It was, it was about two weeks ago. I just
2: I just don't. I I know that everyone thinks that I just don't think anything happened. I know that Dre was recruiting him. Um, that 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 there was there was conversations between the two parties up until the very end, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I mean, I think. I don't know. I just don't think that there was anything major. I know a lot of people on the boards got got mad at me because I wouldn't just kind of spill. I just don't think there was anything. If there was, I don't I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just don't know.
1: Okay. Well, Dalen Everett, which, you know, at some point, it was thought that UNC was was definitely in it. Definitely, you know, there was a good chance he could have committed to UNC. Felt oh, good yeah. about it. He committed. Now, was it true that he was a silent commit to Clemson for a while?
2: I I, I don't know. Okay. Now, I know that that's, that's one of the assumptions and and maybe that was something that pissed off north carolina yeah or pissed off dre blind particular um because i heard that too through my sources yeah i mean i heard that that there there are rumors that he had been committed to clemson he he committed to clemson during that visit that that he he took with a couple of img guys that they they all committed together i i mean i don't know if
1: that's so unc's um It's still having trouble with IMG landing IMG recruits. Nothing new there. Uh, Another example of this. Clemson also gets Jaden Lucas, who we we thought he was going to go to Clemson anyway, but just a guy that UNC definitely had some interest in and took an official visit to UNC. So the two main targets for the Tar Heels at the corner position do commit to the Tigers. What remains for UNC on the cornerback's board?
2: So right now there's no one. And so the... I mean, they're, they're, you know, obviously like a guy like Marcus Allen could potentially play corner, even though UNC kind of views him as a, as a eventual safety. But I think what UNC will do at this, at this stage is that I mean, most, most of the top guys are already gone somewhere else and you're not going to all of a sudden just kind of pull someone. Yep. There's some, there are, there are some guys who are committed to schools that UNC could probably kind of steal from, but um, with the season right around the corner, from my understanding, the staff just going to kind of wait to see how that, what happens, see if anyone emerges, anyone plays better than they expect, that sort of thing. You know, yeah, a year ago, uh, Dante Belfort wasn't on UNC's board, yep. and now he's in Chapel Hill. Okay. All right, cool. We'll move on from that. We
1: got to break down a list of six different recruits. We're going to do it quickly, Don. couple senses on the update of each recruitment. Again, there are some articles on Inside Carolina for previous subscribers on a couple of these guys, uh, Gosnell and Rice. I know there's two articles up on them. And then if you read this week's scoop, there's some, um, a couple of tidbits on a few of these players. Let's start with Benji Gosnell, who I think deserves the most attention. We have not talked about him for a long, long time. Committed to Ohio State. We did, I think we both agreed and, and knew that there was a chance that he would decommit at some point, and it happened. Uh, he's from. Uh, Mount Airy area, and he he committed to Ohio State without even visiting. He has since decommitted. He has visited Clemson and he's visited Carolina. What's going on with him, Don? Briefly.
2: So he's he's going to focus on those four schools right now. Any additional schools that that jump in and, and reach out to him? Those four schools. I'm um, sorry, those two schools plus Virginia okay. Tech and South Carolina. Okay. Um, and then you know whatever whatever other schools might jump in. And just kind of make sure he takes his visits before making a decision. The next
1: decision. Okay. Position. He was a tight end at for Ohio State. What's going yeah. on
2: now? So UNC is just going to recruit him as an athlete. Okay. I guess you want if you want to lean one direction, I think we list him now. I think I put him on the D line board as an outside linebacker. He could be a line, an inside linebacker. He could be. An an edge rusher, he could be a tight end still. I I asked about that, and they said he could be a a tight end. Um, He's just an athlete kid that you kind of figure it out once he's on campus.
1: And it feels like, from reading what you wrote, that um, he's not going to rush into a commitment. No. He's going to kind of go through his recruitment as -hmm. an uncommitted prospect for at Mm -hmm. least a couple months and and get, get in some games, get in some unofficial visits, official visits with other schools.
2: Yes. Okay. That's his plan.
1: So we'll have updates with this uh, throughout the season as this recruitment continues. Okay. Zach Rice, we all know Zach Rice, the number one offensive tackle he's visited UNC, I think six (laughs) times countless times uh, and per your article um, is yet to make a decision. And it's definitely, feels like it's dragging on, which follows the UNC staff. I would be very annoyed with your thoughts on what's going on with Zach Rice.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think this still could go in any direction. I think anybody who feels safe about a particular school's chances is is not is not informed on this because I think he's just I just think is just very he's unpredictable and I think that um, he doesn't know what he wants to do and he's making the right decision and kind of waiting it out and he's just gonna see how things roll and, and kind of go from there.
1: Do you think him waiting is good or bad for UNC
2: at this point? Uh, good question. Um, Thank you. it's, it's not a good sign, but I don't think it's bad for North Carolina. I think that, you know, the fact that he's visited North Carolina three times this summer and more than I think anyone, but maybe Virginia, um, is not a, and, and he's still not committed. It's not a great sign, Yep. yep. but I think that UNC's, he, he even though he said he doesn't plan on taking that last official visit, um, UNC still has that, that they can just kind of talk him into, yeah. you know, and, and, and use that. And that maybe that ends up being what kind of seals the deal for UNC later on. The other schools can't use an official visit. So. Mm-hmm.
1: You yeah. Know. I'll just say what I think you don't have to say anything. because this would kind of not be a great look for you. I think he likes the attention. I think he likes the drama. I think he's enjoying the recruitment process, which is all he can. He has that right. Uh, he's being recruited by all the big schools. Um, and I mean, I think, I mean, we've been covering this pretty intensive summer. You'd think he would have committed by now after taking all these visits. He hasn't. So I think he just kind of likes the the social media aspect of, and the attention, which hey, that's a big part of, of being a top recruit. So there you have it. That's the Ross smart analysis. All right. Travis. I love Shaw. it. Yeah. Travis Shaw. I'm not uh, saying
2: uh, I agree with that. I'm just saying I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Travis Shaw, number one defensive tackle, prospect in the class from Grimsley High School in Greensboro. You talked to his staff, his his coaching staff. His coaches on Monday, um, he was at UNC again. Again, a great sign. Uh, it sounds like it's between Clemson and Carolina. Anything to update here?
2: Well, George is still in there. Um, I would suggest, so, so it's down to those three schools plus North Carolina A&T. Um, we touch on it a bunch in the Weekly Scoop, so I, I suggest reading that. I think he's another one where this can go in a lot of different directions. I think Zach gets his done I don't know, early mid season, but I think Travis, Zach, Zach, Zach. But I think Travis takes us all the way until signing day. Okay. Even if he does commit, I don't expect him to commit, but I think he's going to be like a a signing day commitment sort of thing. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if UNC does not get him, do, do they take a tackle, a defensive tackle?
2: Um, if, if it goes the way I think it goes as far as a the timeline, then probably not because I don't UNC will, will offer a defensive tackle unless he's completely gone. Yeah. And even then, I mean, even if he commits, it's just, I mean, it's just, you kind of almost think it he's until he signs, he's not done sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Crazy commitment. Crazy
1: uh, recruitment. Okay. Jake Pope, you know, a guy that's still out there. We haven't heard much noise from him. Um, Got a list of some elite top schools. And I think for a bit there, we thought I was maybe going to Notre Dame. He's still uncommitted. um What's going on with him?
2: Yeah, I mean, he, I texted with him, I guess a, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, um, said that he was having difficulty making a decision. You know, officially, he hasn't narrowed it down to any schools. You know, we have in the weekly scoop have been talking about you know, a couple of schools that we think it's down to, he did return to Georgia this past weekend that may or may not mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it really surprises me with him that it has gotten this far just because I really think that he's a guy who wanted to get this done before the season, uh, because you know, at Buford football is really, really big, it, it's a, it's basically like a, a job. Um, so Yeah, I I don't know what to expect. The only thing is, as long as this goes, I think it's better for North Carolina because I think the other schools that are involved will fill up, whereas North Carolina will wait it out for him.
1: Yeah, um, I remember you saying that in your article, um, and you actually just explained why. Cool. Okay, Jake Pope, uh, UNC's top target at safety out of Beaufort, Georgia. Andre Green, big-time wide receiver target for the tar heels was on campus for the carolina cookout this weekend he's out of virginia what's going on with green i mean this is a guy that unc's kind of gone all in with despite um andre greens has interest at a lot of different schools across the nation
2: well a lot of these guys if you think about um you know, unc's going all in all in with you know yeah, which is yeah. kind of crazy mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean he's just kind of moving along at with the game plan that he's had, he's, he's supposed to come out with his top six. Probably by the time you listen to this, he will have his top six out there. North Carolina will make the list. You know, hmm. it's, it's one of two schools that he's, he visited twice in June. I am mean, sorry, in this during the summer, he visited a ton of schools this summer. And, um, you know, he, he he'll have two official visits remaining for the season. I think who gets his official visits would be, will be key and um yeah you know i think this can go in a lot of different ways also um but i think we'll we'll gain a little bit better understanding once he comes out with his top six
1: okay andre green have you talked to him yet since his visit to unc i
2: i've spoken to his father okay so um and we'll have something up after the top six is announced
1: okay and the final guy George Petaway was also at UNC mm-hmm. uh, this weekend for the Carolina cookout. It feels like just from reading kind of your stuff that he's leaning towards UNC based on spots filling up at other schools and his uh, closeness to UNC and his relationship with the coaching staff.
2: Yeah, so he plays at a position to where you know you there's only so many guys you can take. You know, typically schools don't take more than two running backs in a class. It's very rare. And so when you kind of look at all the schools that he's considering that or that he has actually visited and you play the, I call it the recruiting math with it, um, it, it kind of looks really good for North Carolina. At the same time, he's a kid who tries everything he can to make sure you don't know what he's thinking. And a great example is that when I called him a couple weeks ago, or I actually called him a week ago, I said, are you going to the Carolina cookout? He said, I, I decided I'm not going anywhere this week, but... If I go anywhere, it will be to the Carolina cookout mm. or actually I think I, my question was, are you going, are you making any business this week? So, you know, I immediately, and I said this in the weekly scoop, I immediately took that is, is he's going to be at the Carolina cookout. He just didn't want to tell me that, yeah. you know, but he didn't want to lie to me. So, um, and, of course, he showed up, and there was never any question, at least from the sources I spoke to, that whether he was going to be there or not. Yeah, I mean, is in a great spot with him. I know that I've been, um, I guess, the, the last holdover. You know, A lot of people have been on board as far as him being part of this class. For a while there, Penn State was a legit threat, um, but they have filled up, as I mentioned. And so I, I think it's just a clear path for North Carolina. The only threat really is Virginia, and I don't know if we really – would view them as a threat. Mm.
1: Okay. I mean, I think if they get Petaway and Hampton, that is a great haul at the running back position. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I'm a you, huge
2: fan of Petaway as a player. Yeah, he looks and great. And just as a competitor. He's mm. you Talk know A me. kid who who um, just, in, in camps, just takes every single rep like it's the Super Bowl. Mm. And then even though, despite how good he is, walks around with a chip on his shoulder. It's just incredible. Okay, quick
1: game here. We just talked about, Six players that are the big-time remaining recruits for UNC. Um, Of those six, including Gosnell, who is a a, kind of a late addition to this group, how many do you think UNC gets? Signs. Signs.
2: Signs. So
1: Gosnell, Rice, Shaw, Pope, Green, Petaway.
2: All right. Um, Man. Um, Good little podcast game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I am... (laughs) Ooh, man, I, people aren't going to like this. I think I'm going, uh, can I, can I, can I do a half number? No, pick a, no? oh man. All right, let me go, let me go two. Wow. Two out of the six. And I'm assuming. I, I wanted to do, I, I want to say two or three. Yeah. I wanted to do two and a half. Like if we were doing if we were putting this on uh you know sports books, we over would, under uh, two and a half. Yeah, the over over two and a half, I think I would place the and I'm assuming
1: under. you think Pope and Petaway are gonna commit.
2: You know that wasn't <laughs> yeah. the game.
1: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Two wow. Man, if they get even if they get four, that'd be huge. I think Osnell yeah. Lever, I mean, the position his position is not one of need. I mean, I think one of Zach Rice and Shaw would be a win. Well, I
2: think, two, and I have not been told this by sources but, or any source, but I think if Goss now really kind of takes his time with this, then they might just kind of get bored and be like, dude, we don't, you know, we kind of filled up. You know, we kind of have what we need in this class. You know what I mean?
1: The, and the tight end position is just not as important to UNC as, as other schools.
2: Well, and, and it's not even, the you know, they're not even really considering a tight end. And you went know it's a school that I actually because I don't I don't think Clemson. I don't know for sure, but I don't think Clemson will end up offering him. But in talking to him, the school that he seemed really interested in was Virginia Tech.
1: And he, and he actually and he's, he's closer to there.
2: Yes. Well, and he's even closer now because he actually transferred yeah. across the Virginia border, border, border <laughs> to uh, couldn't get that word out um, to um, Carroll County High School. Which I Why did really he transfer? Know. So I so. I don't know if you remember when Steven was being recruited. Stephen, actually, you know, he played at East Surrey and they, the family moved to Virginia oh. and they didn't start at, so they, they, they started at the other school. Both him and Benji didn't like it, like the school, like whatever the team or whatever it was. They quickly transfer back to East Surrey. My guess is that they probably didn't move back, but I don't know the, I don't know the logistics of that. Um, and played Stephen's senior season. And then obviously Benji played his, I guess it was his junior season this past spring. And then maybe they just decide just to stay at the home school in Virginia.
1: Okay. So they in Virginia now. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, Don, what do you think now we have, we've gone for over an hour, I think. Um, do you want to just do our travels and then save the top five for next week? Uh, next time we record.
2: I mean, we can. Yeah, I guess because some of these top fives have have already expired somewhat. Anyway. Yeah, and but then yeah. And
1: we can we can do the the next top five uh, the week of the kind of. The we first need game. to get
2: um, life questions.
1: Yeah, so we tried to tease this last time. We'll tease it again. We got one, a, and I don't do even a, know if it was real. We're gonna do a life question. We're gonna do any type of question you have for us. Um, life questions have,
2: probably a misleading topic. I think. It, it could be anything.
1: It doesn't have to be life advice. It's just uh, your our thoughts on certain things. Maybe is a better way to phrase it. If you want our opinion, our thoughts on anything that goes on in life, it could be anything: food, food, food yeah, travels, definitely. interactions with other people, job, career, uh, love life, um, family. <laughs> um, just we're gonna. It's kind of a conversation starter, essentially. Send those to me yeah. at, at Ross M Martin at gmail.com that's ross m martin at gmail.com two m's in the middle um or dm me on the inside Carolina message board and we'll do the new top five for the next um we'll we'll preview that the next show and we'll do this top five that we have set for the next show it it relates to recruiting and stuff and the next one will relate more to the season um so i'll be good for that let's talk about our travels don we both took um, a week or two of vacations where did you go i heard you were up up in new york
2: Yes, went to Niagara Falls. Have you ever been? That's my I big question. I haven't heard. All right, great. you as a waterfall. Per- now, let me ask you: the like, the whole water, wa- waterfall experience for you is it about the trail to kind of walk to it, and kind of you know, and some of them are 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 difficult, or is it just kind of being there and one with the waterfall? What what is it for you?
1: I mean, it's both. I mean, I know I've seen pictures of Niagara. I mean, it's a tourist attraction, right? Yeah. Drive yeah. up. There's hundreds of people, probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the ones that people can get to easily, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously a, a magnificent waterfall. I would, I would love to see it. I've been to some big ones like that in uh, Iceland, actually, oh. um, but but I've heard that Niagara's awesome. So what did you do? What was the trip?
2: So we we stayed in in Buffalo. You drove um, up. Drove up. Yep. Okay. Drove up. You um, unfortunately. Family. Yeah, fortunately for me, my wife loves to drive. So I just sit there and work. Although
1: you work internet, on the
2: internet.
1: What's that? You work on the drive up.
2: Work, watch TV, you know, on the way back I was watching the the UFC fight, you know, that sort of thing. The um but the internet was just so in and out. I was really disappointed. Um but anyway, hot, um the hot hotspot. Yeah, the hotspot. Um so if anyone has not I'm not a big like pushing vacation ideas, but Niagara Falls was awesome. It really was. And everybody talks about the made of mist, which is freaking awesome. And, and what it is, is you get on a boat with a bunch of other people. They take it really, really close to the one waterfall. And then you go right in between, I guess, the the two or three other ones. And they go like really, really. I mean, you get soaked. Um, wearing, aren't
1: you wearing like a jacket or something?
2: Yeah. So they give you ponchos for this yeah, one. Yeah. Um, So you get soaked. It it is awesome. Um, But I loved the they call it the cave of of the winds, which is they give you not only do they give you a poncho for this, but they give you sandals, which are like hardcore dorky sandals. But you wear them just because they're hardcore dorky. All right. So but the cool thing with that is they kind of just let you go like you just you walk and it's like this um, wooden thing and and it goes into the waterfall. So, I mean, you're feeling the power of the waterfall. There's tons of, like, off areas where you can go and take photos, videos, and all that sort of stuff. And they, they there's no, like, time limit or anything like that. You just kind of go and just kind of walk and just kind of hang out. It, it you it is inside awesome.
1: the waterfall, inside the caves? Yeah. By the—like, that are part of yeah, the were So, you, right, so you,
2: you start right next to it, and then, yeah, you eventually walk to where the steps you're going up are, like, waters rushing down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's not like overpowering or anything like that, but I mean, uh, and like, like there are different parts where it's, it's like right there, you know, the water, and it's just it's it's absolutely incredible. It's one of those things where you, you just can't describe it. You're gonna have to experience it. So I definitely, anybody who hasn't done it, and it's not expensive at all. I think uh, made a miss is twenty five bucks a person. The um, cave of winds is like nineteen fifty or something weird like that. Um, so so really cheap. Uh, vacation, obviously, you have to go up there and all that. But even mm-hmm. like hotels weren't that expensive. Up you there. stayed in Buffalo. Stayed in Buffalo. We ate at the the birthplace of the buffalo wing, which was pretty cool. um You flats you know,
1: or are you a flats or a wing guy?
2: Flats or I, I'm a flats. What's the other one called? Um, is it drumstick? Drumstick. Is that what it is? I think so. I'm a flats guy.
1: What about you? Yeah, I guess flats. getting that big piece of meat off there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's, your what's your first sauce? First
2: sauce. I like to mix it up. I mean, I like to go hot, really hot. Um, like, like buffalo. Yeah, so I like to go really hot, but then I also I'm a big um, parmesan garlic guy. Ooh. So if I get two two um, sauces, I'm getting not like super 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 hot, but I definitely do that time from time to time. But I'll do like you know they're level up hot, and then I'll do the garlic parmesan. What about you?
1: Well, all right, follow up ranch or blue cheese
2: ranch for sure
1: okay how many nights did y'all stay up there
2: um six nights Jeez, what'd you do all day <laughs> so well i mean so we, we we did niagara falls two days you know, made a you miss were- one day there and, and the um cable wins the other day but then when you go there i mean there's tons of stuff it means it's, it's big huge park so you walk around and okay there's like so there's the park stuff where there's tons and tons of trails. You can do all that sort of stuff. But then there's also like right next to it, a lot of touristy sort of things. So, I mean, there's plenty to do in Niagara. I mean, not for a full week, but definitely for two days. Okay. So, and then the other thing I didn't do, but my family did, because um, I was doing some work stuff or whatever, um, was they went at night and ate um, down there, and they uh, light up the falls with with different lights, which is oh, that's cool. Yeah, so um, which is pretty cool. But so you drove
1: say- two days, hung out there four days, stayed in Buffalo.
2: No, no, we drove up there one day, left three o'clock in the morning, drove up there, and yeah, and so basically we we did things six days. And then drove back. Yeah, yeah. So Jeez. we, I mean, we did other stuff. We, you know, um, we well, I found out later that so we went to the beaches of. Um, one day we went to Lake Erie and the other day we went to L- Lake, um, Ontario, um, which are cool. I found out that they're very, um, unsafe. Like you can't eat, we can only eat like two fish a year or something from Lake Ontario <laughs> or else you'll die. Uh, we didn't eat any fish. We, we went kayaking in, um, in downtown Buffalo, which is really? cool. Yeah. I like that just because, it, you know, we've done kayaking nature. This is like, you're going through. You know, the there's a, buildings. There's the same like same.
1: a there's like a river through Buffalo.
2: Yeah. 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 I think it's like, like canal controlled or whatever. But cool. yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I um, think when
1: people look at you, the last
2: thing they think is a kayak guy. Well, that's what they should. They should not <laughs> see a kayak here. I, I, I am not an outdoors person. Yeah. If this wasn't clear. Breaking but, news. you know, I mean, it's cool to do every once in a while. Yeah. I like. I mean, I know I like kayaking. I think it's cool. I mean, because it's very relaxing. Go at your own pace. I mean, I would assume that you're a kayak heavy guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, hot take here. I mean, it's kind of boring. Really? I mean, I love water and stuff, but canoeing, kayaking, like it's cool, and but it's
2: not like I think it's more of relaxing. Yeah, it's, it's kinda... cool to be
1: out in nature. I think it's cool the how you're like very a uh, part of the water. You're yeah. so low to the water. Um, I don't. I need to get a canoe or kayak. Um, Get all that stuff set up. It's kind of all the outdoor stuff is really expensive now because of COVID. Like I was gonna get bikes, I was gonna get a mountain bike and a road bike this summer, but the used bike market is crazy high. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put postpone a year. Hopefully the um, factories catch up. Uh you asked me my favorite, my wing preference. Yes. So I go to this place called Wings Over in Chapel Hill. I think it's a chain, it's they're pretty good. Um, I like like a medium buffalo hot, so I will get a buffalo um but like medium spicy don't like it too spicy but then i'll go something like a like a cajun barbecue okay. um you know, i'll try i'll love trying. you know how I'll, I'll try anything like kicking barbecue is usually what i go kicking barbecue cajun barbecue but uh damn i, mean, I love trying anything so. well
2: i definitely so i'm you know fortunate. my wife likes wings too so i like to go someplace you, you order like a big load of buffalo uh, buffalo wings and get different flavors i like doing that yeah
1: and of course if you get you know, if you get 16, maybe you get four different sauces or, yeah. or three different sauces. It depends yeah, on the place. Yeah. So you like garlic parmesan. Is that a dry rub or you like the wet rub?
2: Um, I like both. Uh, and, and usually it's whatever the place does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. you big wet rub guy. Knew that the minute I met you. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to hear about my tri- trips? I do. I do. God, oh, so you went to me. Po- long podcast. Well, um, the people
2: who don't like the non-football talk, they've turned off already.
1: Yeah, so I went. I mean, since we talked, went to Asheville and the mountains for um, the July Fourth weekend with some friends, and then immediately drove to. I was in
2: Philadelphia for a day. What you doing? So I saw, tweets, about this, <laughs> and yeah. here's the thing: I grew up in Philadelphia. Like, like a lot of people will be like, "Oh, I was, I'm from Jenkintown or something." You know, no. I mean, I grew up in Northeast Philadelphia, the Frankfurt neighborhood, of Philadelphia, across from Mac McEl- Park. Okay. But you are right. I mean, I moved out when I was 18, and that was over, God, over 20 years ago. So yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, clubs in general, if that's what you're looking for, oh, um, they the have changed and clubs. been knocked down, like a, you know. I don't, dude. I don't go to clubs. Who you think what I were ask? you? You were looking for nightlife, right? No, food. I asked for
1: food and breweries.
2: Oh, well, yeah. Like, I mean, are I we could. all
1: right? So we got. Um,
2: yeah, so the, so tell me. What, I'm really. I'm more interested in the Philadelphia one because I, I completely forgot you.
1: Uh, the one. pork sandwich, uh, roasted pork sandwich. Okay. At like the big market. Okay. And then no cheesesteak.
2: No cheesesteak. Went to a couple okay.
1: bars. Um, walked around. I mean, I'd really, I had never really explored Philadelphia like I did mm-hmm. this time. I was only there for twenty four hours, um, but yeah, I mean, nothing special. I actually got some Thai food, which it wasn't that great. Um, mm. But I wish I got a cheesesteak. But you know, you, you're eating and drinking. You, you know, sometimes you don't have time or, or space to get a cheesesteak. But the, the pork sandwich was very good. Um, yeah, that was it. And then I drove to New York, stayed in New York for a night, okay. and then drove to New York to, City. Mm-hmm, drove right okay. to New York City. People honking parked my car in the uh, in some lot. i was yelling at me for no reason um,
2: i did so uh, i know this is your story but i i went to a yankees <laughs> game and uh parked in one of those lots and i didn't leave my keys i'm not gonna freaking leave my keys but anyways the guy was pissed when i came back because I mean, i'm sure you experienced this they park them like super close yeah and, and when they get a car they pull the other ones out well they couldn't do that because they didn't have my keys would,
1: how do you let you park there without taking your key
2: I guess – I mean, I, I don't – it was a while ago. I, I guess I yeah, gave I my mean, money and left sort of thing. He
1: took my key. I paid. I mean, I paid through this app thing, and he took my key, and I was like, all right, hope everything's there. I was, like, taking stuff out of my, my car. I was like, all right, I need this, 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 yeah. this. I was yelling at me. I, like, dropped my earphones. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to be quick. Cars you can't backing be, up.
2: As I, as I tell my wife, you can't be Southern. Yeah. Like, Why are you yelling at me?
1: me? I literally am not doing anything. Why are you yelling at me? Okay, so then – we had a basketball commitment, like the transfer was like happening that morning. So I did that. And I drove to Kennebuckport, Maine. with with my family, big family trip, parents, 50th wedding anniversary. So my mom, Uh-oh. my dad, my brother, sister-in-law, and their three kids, So whole family for like 10 days, nine, nine to 10 days. In was, um,
2: <laughs> was Preston there? <laughs> no, I don't know who that guy is <laughs> uh,
1: Kennebuckport <laughs> for two days where the, George H. Uh, George Bush family. Bush family
2: has a compound. Yeah, you told me about that. Where you almost got arrested by the. Uh, that
1: was last year. I went. This is the second year. time I was there. Okay. Um, and then we drove to a. We got a house outside of Cacadia um, National Park. Um, we were there for like six, seven days. So, and I drove back. <laughs> and I gotta tell you a story off air that happened oh, on the way boy. back.
2: Why can't it be on air?
1: It's not safe for <laughs> any sort of ears or any sort of work ears. <laughs> Um, but it was wild wild story we don't
2: we don't get paid extra for this so it's not next it's not yeah. necessarily work
1: and then got back acc media day week so i was home for a couple days in charlotte for two days and then back on the road to ocean isle beach for a week
2: with some friends you and- invited me what you invited me oh did i yeah sure oh did you not maybe you i did. don't remember i mean, it was empty we empty talked invite. and you said that you had two more nights going yeah. down
1: friends from all over so we had friends from uh a couple from seattle two friends from san francisco two groups from san francisco a friend and his wife and kids from copenhagen denmark oh wow and That's me cool. me from chapel hill and a friend from Asheville. did you all... have
2: a uh, lady friend with you for the couple stuff
1: did not but we had it was couples and kids and then like a Oof. single room like a bunk room for all the singles <laughs> <laughs> it's like a kitty uh, table Exactly. Yeah. Just shitty, shitty bunk room. I couldn't fit in it. My f- like, It was like for a five foot ten person <laughs> and my feet were on the floorboard or the uh, the footboard, uncomfortable. Mm. Hit my head on the wooden thing like twice. That's right, so got- key, for,
2: key for me to have a, a sleeping arrangement that's comfortable.
1: Oh, of course. It's the most important thing. All right. We got to get out of here. Guys, thanks for listening. If you stayed on through all this, a lot of information on here about UNC's 20... 20- 22 class, the recruitments, the commitments, and even the commitment from the 2023 class. Thanks for listening. We're going to record in two weeks uh, with the top five. That includes a lot of talk about the team. So we'll do a little team stuff. And by that point, uh, training camp would have started. Starts Thursday. You'll be listening to this by Wednesday, Thursday. So we'll have some, uh, maybe I'll share some uh, team scoop during that time since I'm no longer on the On the Beat podcast. This is my only podcast. You got kicked off? I don't know. I mean, it is what, I don't, I'm not on it. That's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> I, may, I may be back on it, but I'm just right well, now. Well, then
2: I, we got we to gotta go hardcore with the Scoop podcast then. We may,
1: we, yeah. go, we may go heavy team. I mean, if you want team Scoop. Let's do it. Right. Hey, hey
2: let's, let's, let's mix it up because we got yeah. we We'll talk to the team. All right, let's do that.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Appreciate Giant T-Shirt, giantteacher.com. We will talk to you next time.
0: Okay, picture this.